All right, everybody, welcome back in. It is week three of the StuCast Pick'em Show. Uh, it's onward and upward. We hated the board last week. We love it this week. I, I've got high hopes and aspirations for a comeback. Set us up like Kwame Kilpatrick coming out of jail. Hey, and we got we got two studs. Bobcat, God bless you. You're going through some things after some bad Mexican food tonight. He's he's in the hurt locker and the lieutenant, the lieutenant J.C. Shelton, Band of Brothers alumnus. He would know about it. Uh, UGA Wire, UGA Football Live. That's right. Champion, allegedly. Uh, J.C., what's going on, brother? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on, Stu. Uh, it's It's one of the pleasures of my week, jumping on with you guys, rushing home from the gym. Really, you know, fucking my entire schedule. But I, I do it for you, Stu, and the fans. And really, Chris. I like Chris, too. John, not so much, but roll the tide. <laughs> yeah, good good to hear. We we uh, we appreciate you, you know, because you're making so many gains in the gym, you uh, delaying that for us. Uh, and, of course. That and working three jobs. So, there's that. Well, yeah, hustle hard, right? And none you got to get out well. of the hood. You got to get hey. out of the hood, buddy. I hey. like the hood. I'm sure the strip club you work at, JC, really appreciates all your hustle. They hate me. They fucking hate me. Yeah. And the tones, the melodic tones of the man self-proclaimed the whole effing show. He is Mr. Wednesday night. He is from North Coast Sports. C V D Chris Van Dyne. How are you, Big Sexy? I'm good. Uh I'm I'm basking on the fact that I actually saw Tennessee win a football game live. I thought yeah. I, I thought there for a minute my jinx. you almost you almost mush yourself. I I said at the start of that game I'm like oh god Chris is a mush dude. I, I'm sitting there watching that game like oh my Chris, god tell me everything. I, I, I'm I'm gonna witness them blow another game that they were winning. How the hell did that game even get to overtime? Unbelievable. I mean, the, how did it feel walking out of that quarterback in the second half? Their their backup quarterback was running around on one leg and completing passes. I mean, he didn't do shit, but Tennessee's offense suddenly could not move the yeah. ball. Punt block, uh, fumbling a punt. I, I don't know what the hell that was. And then, uh, luckily, Pitt, Pitt's kicker can't make a field goal. So, Chris, Whew. I don't like the negativity, son. You just saw an overtime dub on a top 25 team in your home stadium after going 0 for 6 or whatever it was. We talked about that at links last week. Where's the positive vibes, man? How did that feel uh, walking out of the said stadium? Oh, said, that was fun. That no was offense, fun. garbage dump. How did, did, you talk, did, you, did you sing Rocky Top? Yeah, you oh, did. yeah. Oh, but actually, the kind of cool thing was, and I didn't even realize that my buddy bought the tickets. We were sitting in the Tennessee section. Oh, it's beautiful. So we were, like, right next to the, the band. Oh, so oh that's got, a great place to be. Oh, and the, the the we were in the sixth row. Team was right there, uh, wow. you know, singing Rocky right. Top when the game ended. We were surrounded by mostly Tennessee fans. Actually, we were sitting uh, in the same row as a former pit running back, Kevin Collier, I believe. Um, yeah. No, but we we had a we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, got to see a competitive game. I wish Tennessee would have you know taken control of it, and not let it go to overtime. But hey, you know it's. It's fun seeing that kind of game. It's better than seeing a blowout. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And I, I, you know, had a decent day gambling thanks to the FCS. So, <laughs> yeah, I will. T- I will tell folks this: the FCS, there is so much value. It is absurd. If you know a little bit about a few, spe- it's kind of like college basketball. I feel like I'm betting ooey pooey Jaguars. And they're putting up 13 points a game and just getting crushed, blown out. You remember, Chris, IUPUI last year might have been the worst college basketball team I've ever seen in my life. And you could just make – it was like printing money. It was printing money. Team total under every single game. Yeah, last week I texted Stu uh, on – was it Friday, I think? And we found out that – uh, Murray State starting quarterback 
who had thrown for 200 yards in the first half against Texas Tech, he got hurt on the last play of the first half after throwing for 200 yards in the first half. Their backup came in and threw for one yard in the second half. He tweeted out on Thursday that he had torn his ACL. He's out for the year. No one knew that. So Jacksonville State, who's a pretty good FCS program, moving up. Rich Rod's their coach. Got installed as a nine-point favorite. Line moved up to 11 and a half. No big deal. What was the final? 34-3? I mean, it was a little bit closer than I wanted it to be at halftime. But uh, if you if you know a little in the FCS, there's so much value. Wofford is another – play against Wofford. They're switching from the triple option. Uh, and they haven't scored a point yet. They're playing in uh, Virginia Tech this week. No offense, boys and girls, but uh, you got to have the brain space and time to really get in the FCS. Oh, hey. or, hey. or I will say you have to be friends with somebody who may or may not cover 85 teams and I'm friends uh, with in an offseason. I'm friends with, with, the, with the show and Al and your beautiful bald head, and I didn't get a call. I, I I will include you in the text next time, Jason. Uh, you no 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 no. That's incorrect. That text was sent out to the group. That was sent out to the Pickham group text. Was it okay? Well, that's my. Oh well, okay. I wasn't sure. Um, was that on Friday or Saturday? Friday. Uh, at, well, you you had placed all your bets, folks. We we make JC place his bets on Thursday because I got life going on. Yeah, and I, I don't can't mean, be. I can't be uh, at your whim on a Saturday at three fifteen. Trying to mush like the Bobcat. Are I we going like to get an dude. apology this week? No. Well, when he's done with his uh, piss show out of his ass, but when he's back on, I don't want to say it to his face, you know. That, hey, that if you want to learn about the FCS, no lie, go to philsteel.com. It's $29, $29.99, Close. I believe. Buy the FCS Plus on philsteel.com. Wor- worth it. Team gold. write up on every team in the FCS. Worth right up on its weight team. in gold. And, and we have updated stats every week. So you can see that, for instance, uh, uh, Merrimack has not put up 300 yards in their first two games. Last week they played a Division II school. So <laughs> Spitting facts. Yeah. Merrimack might be the play. Who are they I'm playing? Up to, I'm about to check out. Playing Merrimack. Harvard on Friday. Uh, line's 26 and a half. I, I wouldn't touch it. Okay. Merrimack Fair sucks, but it's Harvard's first game, and Merrimack's already played two. I this week i won't be in but last week so i because it was my birthday weekend we got Ooh, just absolutely birthday. hammered every day of the weekend thank you bud um got hammered every day and then saturday after said georgia game when we were hammered went to all good downtown athens and watched tennessee get that dub because i took tennessee too i was just thinking about you chris and how awesome that must have been. But even, like, my lady was sitting there like, why is their backup quarterback even moving on the field? Like, he cannot walk. He was limping everywhere. Yeah, That was a surprising – good for is, that kid. I mean, I would look back on that. Word, like, I, I, know, I know Narduzzi has not said anything about Patty or Slovis. He ain't saying shit. Because they're he both fucked. Does not <laughs> talk about injuries. Does not talk about injuries. The third-string quarterback, speaking of SES – Third string quarterback, if they would, the, the, the kid that was warming up was a grad transfer walk on. I think he's a walk on. I don't know if they gave him a scholarship, but he was a grad transfer late edition transfer from Dartmouth. Oh. He's like 5'10, 185. School. Yeah. Smart kid. He's three year starter at Dartmouth. I don't know how well he'd have done against Tennessee's defense. Oh, my goodness. Uh-uh. So their no. quarterback was situation good. good those two can't play. Well, <clears throat> speaking of camp play, let's get into it. Let's start it off. Our two games we're covering, Auburn, Penn State. Penn State laying three as they travel to Auburn over under 47 and a half. So we'll start off with noted Auburn expert and big fan of the War Eagle, J.C. Shelton, UGA Wire, UGA Football Line. Yeah, uh, Roll Tide War Eagles. Um, I don't know how you oh, put those God. together. I don't wow. know how. Yeah, no, wait, Roll Tide War Eagle. Uh, what's the other one? War Eagle. There's so many mascots to choose from in the state of Alabama. I just don't know. There's only two football teams. There's three mascots. I get confused. Um, so, you know, the other day when I bet Penn State for the first week, kind of out of a whim, you know, your boy's busy. I get here. I just have to make up my mind pretty quickly. Um, 
I took him. I was confident. And then I watched Sean Clifford trot out onto that field, and a, f- a major flashback happened of all that bullshit his entire career. I just hate watching that kid play football. I'm sorry. No offense to him as a person. Um, I just think he's very, as, as Bobcat would say, hot ass. Um, Isn't his dad a listener? Sean Clifford's? Oh. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no offense to you either, Papa is. Clifford. Papa <laughs> Clifford. I'm sorry this man came from your loins, but it is bad, okay? So, and TJ Finley isn't much better. You know, three interceptions, a touchdown on the year, but I'm still taking Auburn. Uh, What's that line, Stu? It is minus three. Has not moved an inch, really. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, Auburn at home, too. It's going to be loud down there. Uh, Penn State, it's going to be humid as shit, too. I don't know if Penn State's going to come in there and even I think it's a 10-point game, to be honest. I think 10-point Auburn's favor. I like that. Um, their defense is obviously, I think, better than Penn State's. Uh, I think you looked at look at that on paper. Um, James Franklin did not impress me in that opening. He was way too close. Way too close against – what was that? Who did they play that first game? Purdue. Purdue, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was confident in that guy. No, it was way too close. I thought they should have killed Purdue. Um, that's pretty much all I got. I, I, I think Auburn's defense is going to – Keep Penn State and Sean Clifford, hot ass, um, on the field throwing incompletions most of the game. Uh, three and outs. Look for the quick three and outs by Penn State's offense. And I think Auburn runs it up. Their ass with Tanks Bigsby. Yeah. All righty. Let's go to the whole effing show, uh, CBD. And before you get into this game, you got some stuff you want to uh, let the folks know about North Coast. Folks, this is the week. We love the board this week. North Coast is a five-star play this week. Five-star play of the month. Uh, it might be the right time to hop on. Go check them out. Chris, give them some more info. All right. First off, like, like Stu mentioned, uh, we are releasing our September five-star. If you do subscribe to Power Sweep, currently 109, uh, get a $10 off discount if you use code BETMGM. Uh, we had a, a Power Suite podcast today released with uh, Chase Kitty from the Bet MGM podcast, The Lion's Edge. So check that out, the Power Suite podcast on ncsports.com. So if you want to sign up for Power Suite, it's out there. You can get it for $109 minus $10 with that uh, $10 discount code BETMGM. If you're not sure if you want to subscribe for the season, go ahead and uh, tweet at me, tag me, follow me. Uh, just let me know. I need your email address. If you give me your email or you give Stu your email, I will get you this week's power sweep issue for free. So if you're just not sure if you want to get involved, if you want to see what power sweeps about, see what North coast is about, just email, uh, just contact Stu or myself on Twitter. I'm at Chris V one sixty. Just, I just need your email. And I'll email you a copy of Power Suite for free. Anyone who does subscribe gets this week's uh, five-star for free. So if you buy the whole season subscription for $109, like I said, code BetMGM, get a $10 discount on ncsports.com. If you buy the subscription for the season, then you get this weekend September five-star for free. Beautiful stuff, Chris. Now, I know you're a noted Penn State fan. You love Joe Paterno, huge fan of Christian Hackenberg. Have his jersey in your right behind you. CBD, are you rolling with the Lions? Uh, for the record, I have nothing but terrible, terrible experiences and memories in State College. It's where I tore my ACL, ruined my uh, damn near my entire life. Um, but uh, on a serious note, I actually. <laughs> That, that was serious. Like, it really did mess me up. Uh, right before my senior year of high school. Um, I, I like Auburn here. I, you know, and the hard part is on paper, I really don't have a reason to like them because they have looked mighty pedestrian in their first two games. I do think that Penn State lost a lot on defense from last year. They lost five NFL draft choices from last year's D. Uh, I, I think that Auburn was looking ahead a little bit last week against San Jose State. This was a close game last year. Auburn uh, lost 28 to 20, but they had the ball on a two yard line uh, late with a chance to tie the game and just came up short, you know, and, and 
talking to Stu yesterday, I'll give credit for Stu for pointing out, putting us out. You know, you got to wonder, did Auburn maybe uh, pull pull their offense a little bit, you know, and hide some things, maybe play really vanilla these first two weeks because they knew they were going to beat Mercer without doing anything special. They knew they could beat San Jose State without doing anything special. San Jose State's got a really good defense, though. So, you know, if you're playing vanilla on offense, that I could see why Auburn would have only put up 24 points. I like Auburn here. I think they're going to they're going to open up the offense. And I also think that if you see more Robbie Ashford, I think this offense is more explosive for Auburn. I think he will be the starting quarterback by the end of the year. He's much more dynamic than TJ Finley. Um so yeah, I'll, I'll take the Tigers as a dog. I I have to agree uh with both of you gentlemen. You know, JC, you brought up a great point. If you watch that Penn State-Purdue game, Purdue should have won. There's no reason. They kind of pissed that game away. Uh, last nine possessions were uh, all passes pretty much. It, you probably can't do that when you're trying to ice a game. So uh, I think Penn State is a literal I, – I think they're talented. I think they're a good team. They're walking into Auburn. Harson's playing for his job pretty much. I like uh, War Eagle here. Uh, they may be ending up on the card. Who knows? We'll stay tuned, find out. Next up, let's head to Kyle Field. And uh, wow, an interesting line to say the least. Texas A&M at home laying six over under 44 and a half as they take on the fighting Warren Saps from Miami. Uh, CVD, we'll let you start off here uh, and speak on this line movement because I've seen it at five and a half. I've seen it get bet down to five and then go back up to six and come back down and now back up at six. I feel like this is a very weird number. Five, five and a half is like the devil's number in college football. It feels like, um, is, is the right team favored? Uh, I mean, what's your take on this? I don't think anybody knows what to do with this game right now. Because AM's performance last week was so out of left field. Um, Haynes King ain't it. And if that's what they're going to trot out every week, you got to wonder how many games they're going to win this year in the SEC West, especially. Miami has a huge quarterback edge. The one thing that I think is really concerning people, and it's, it's kind of thrown me for a loop, is what if AM trots Max Johnson out there? And he gets the start on Saturday. Does that change that offense? They have some weapons. A-Chain is a legitimate running back. Anaya Smith is a dynamic weapon. Um, they, they have some other receivers. But, you know, Haynes King just can't move the offense. And if you, maybe if you make a change at quarterback, open up that offense a little bit, then maybe Max Johnson can get that – can spark that thing. And, you know, Miami – did not look great in the first half. So I don't think people even know what to do with them. They, they Actually, they looked terrible in the first half against Southern Miss. Southern Miss was starting a true freshman quarterback. and He was not deer in headlights. He was moving the ball on Miami early. And the Canes were down 10-7 at halftime. So I don't really know what to do with either team right now. The only thing I'll say is this. At six, I can't help but play Miami because even if Max Johnson starts – Tyler Van Dyke, to me, is a better quarterback. I like Miami's defensive line and the additions they made uh, with the transfers they got. I, I, I don't know about what A&M's offense would look like if they make a change at quarterback. But two things. One, if they don't, I, I love getting six. I'll, I'll take Miami all day plus six if Haynes King is the quarterback. Two, AM's kind of we're learning about AM. Those dudes are weird. What's up with them squeezing their privates and stuff? I don't I don't know what's going on here. I, I asked my buddy, he's an AM grad. I, I sent him a message. I go, what what the hell is this? The <laughs> yell leaders. And he sent me, I'll I will forward it to you. And the the chain of it is so you just found out what the yell leaders are. Here's all the answers. And like one of the questions was like, 
this seems very cultish. And the guy's answer is, yes, you're correct. It is extremely cultish. It's very weird. A lot of people don't understand it. It, it, I will send it to you. It is phenomenal. I don't, I don't think we ever paid attention to it either. We were just like, oh, they're. They, they I've their- seen clips here and there because it's just so weird. But yeah, this week it really. <laughs> calling the App State hillbillies real tough when yeah. the hillbillies come in your yard and just destroy you. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll take the six here. I, I feel comfortable with it, even if Max Johnson starts. I think it's, you know, at best I see AM winning this game by a touchdown. And I could easily see Miami winning it. And if Haynes King is out there, then cash it. I don't think that he can beat Miami by a touchdown. JC. Yeah, so it is a weird line, definitely. Um, you know, my first thoughts, you know, I'll get into the on the field, but just that environment at Kyle Field. It's at weird. Night. It's, nine o'clock kick. That's what I was about to say. Nine o'clock kick, guys, for one of the toughest places to play, ask Alabama. Roll Tide. Um, ask Alabama how tough it is to go in there and play. I wish Georgia got a chance to go play in that environment. would love to go. These guys are going to be so hammered and so loud. Miami does not play in a place like this. They do not. Um, so that is going to be a huge advantage for AM. That energy is going to be pumping the entire time. I don't care if they just lost to App State. They still have chance to get in this playoff. We know those first couple weeks losses don't really mean shit nowadays. Um, I think that is a huge advantage. One on the field, I think AM's defense, we don't know what this Miami team is, right? They play BCU, they play USM to start the season. They take care of business. Um, but I don't think that's a good example for the team they're going to play in AM, who is talented as shit. We know that one of the most talented teams in the country, you know, balled eight, five stars last year, best recruiting class ever. Um, I think that talent's going to show up. I don't like the quarterback, that's for sure. And Chris, I mean, you're completely right there. I don't, I don't think he's going to have to win the game for him, to be honest. Um, well, look for a lot of RPOs, a lot of rushes. They're going to try to get that run game established. If Miami can't come up and stop that, it's going to be a long day for him. And I, I think they're going to really just keep Miami off the field and not let that passing attack get started. Um, if they can't, it's going to be, I think, a low scoring game. And we might see that depth and talent take over in that second half. So, I honestly, I think A&M wins by a touchdown. I, I think the line is telling you, you, I mean, it's been oscillating between five, five and a half and six all week. Uh, I think I think Vegas is trying to tell you something here that, that A&M should win this. Um, I will say this is one of those games where on Sunday you have to you have to get your bets in on Sundays, folks. This game opened up at 48 and a half as a total. You've already got four points of CLB. Um it's it, you gotta make that bet quick. You gotta just see it, play it. I think the total is you can't even play it at this point. Um 44 and a half. First half total is what 21 and a half. I, it's unplayable. So uh, I, I'll lean Texas A&M. I, I'm with you guys, though. I I'm I don't think this is going to be on any of my cards. Are, is it going to be on any of you? Are you guys even thinking about playing this? Uh, I had thoughts, but you guys are uh, kind of talking me out of it. JC makes some pretty good points about the crowd. And I, I, I will uh, say, you know, thinking about that Alabama game, special teams made a big difference in that game. And, right. uh, and then – that's where that talent shows up, right? Because these SEC teams, especially Jimbo and Kirby and Nick Saban and other guys are starting to do this as well. They play those talented freshman sophomores who don't get as much time on the special teams. Yeah. But those punt coverage teams and kickoff return coverage, those guys fly around and you don't get yards that way, create turnovers that way. Plus you add the crowd. I think if it was neutral side Miami, I would probably not play it at all, but maybe because of this reason. Makes Fair sense. point. Uh, before we head to break, JC, I would be remiss in asking you what you got planned for UGA football live. Yeah, so got episode coming out tomorrow. I usually try to get it earlier in the week, uh, but guests are so busy this year, it's ridiculous. Trying to get former players lined up. Um, guys are doing a lot of stuff, owning businesses now. My buddies, I'm trying to get TK on, uh, but we're going to break down South Carolina for sure, either way. Um, and I actually have, I was going to let you guys know, ujay.com. 
wrote up a, a betting outlook for Georgia, South Carolina. Got your injury report on there. That's always key, right? South Carolina is missing two of their top defenders. Um, it's, it, I got your prediction in there, kind of summarizing what we've seen from these two teams in the first two games of the year. SEC opener for Georgia. So all that's in there. Check it out. Um, UJAWire.com, UJ Football Live. I'll have that all in the podcast tomorrow as well. Thanks, Stu. Yeah, no worries. Uh, CVD, did you see the picture JC took? He sent he sent me and Bobcat the picture. He was hanging out with Todd Gurley week did, did, one. We're, we're sitting there getting pelted by a bunch of Boston college fans. We're, we're getting pelted with garbage. And JC's like, oh, I'm at a party with Todd Gurley. Dude, that was the biggest hookup. So we go to Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz, and Aaron Murray gets us in the Players' Lounge, which is like their NIL – company they do a lot of other stuff with players um but it's like the uh, nfts they're involved in too but it's this huge georgia community they started a couple of years ago he gets me in the tailgate uh, me and my lady we go in a bunch of former guys former players i've had on so it was fun but the biggest thing is it was open bar and they had everything you like didn't have to pay for a pregame drink that was beautiful and then todd really has a funny story so that picture right before that picture i go up to him i'm not the type of guy to be like a fanboy, I try not to. I'll, I'll shake his hand, introduce him, especially a guy like TG3, who I grew up and you're like the prime, like, well, how old was I? Like 13, 12, 13, 14. So I was just like, Todd Gurley is the best football player of all time. So when I saw him, I had to go up and shake his hand. So I would wait until he didn't have anybody around him, go up, introduce myself. I'm trying to explain to him what I do because I've had his teammates on my podcast. So I mentioned it. And the first thing he's like, man, I'm not going to be on your podcast. <laughs> i was like whoa whoa whoa!" i was like hey man i'm not trying to get you on the podcast although it'd be nice i'm not gonna have you on the podcast man i was just saying what i do and one of the linebackers that i've had on the show was standing right beside him one of his teammates and i was like armado you've been on that and he goes don't look at me dude <laughs> so was, that was the start right before that picture but then he was cool after that but i don't blame him to be honest i bet he gets asked probably like 800 times about joe shitholes podcast um, Everybody that has a Georgia podcast probably asked them to be on yeah. the podcast. You, you would be time. surprised at how expensive it is to get some of those guys. I'll tell you how much Derrick Henry is uh, during the break. And while I do that, listen to some fine words in a beautiful composed uh, advertisement from Mr. CVD. And we'll be back with the picks after this. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Van Dyne from North Coast Sports. You'll hear me here every week during football season with my main man, Stu, from the StuCast. And just want to let everyone know we got a lot going on at North Coast. we got Power Sweep coming up. Going to be releasing that at the end of August. And get on board for Power Sweep at ncsports.com. Definitely check out our podcast on ncsports.com. And like I said, you'll hear me every week giving out some of the best handicapping picks that you will get in the industry uh, with Stu and Bobcat every week here, as well as at North Coast Sports, ncsports.com. And we're looking forward to football season. All right, welcome back to the program. It's everybody's favorite time. It is the picks time. It is the time where we get to make fun of the Bobcat because he is dead last. Uh, surprise, surprise. What, yeah, yeah. Our rest in peace to the Bobcat here. Six and a half, 14 and one. Remember, he gets half points for when he reverse lines stuff. Um, he he did that again last week. We used really did a lot for him. Yeah, that that was real tough. I think he reverse lined them to to giving nine, and I think they lost by nine. So, real tough. Uh, this week, as his locks, he is three and six on the year, and his dogs two and three. Uh, he's got Bama laying forty nine against UL Monroe. He's got the Auburn money line. As his dog, he's got UTSA, the Roadrunners, the Fighting Frank Harris's getting 11 at Texas. And his lock of the week, Go Dogs, laying 24 and a half 
he he picked me up the other day, JC. You'll be proud to know in his Georgia fleece that he has. Oh, um, yeah, it was real nice. His quarters was zip, when he bought that. His he was repping the Georgia quarter zip on our flight up to Boston. That's a hot look. It it's couldn't nice get me to wear it. Could not be <laughs> All right. Speaking of speaking of CVD, you're 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 getting close to getting into second place. You're you're coming up close to me. I think this is the week I pull away from you. Four, eight, and one overall. Oof. Real tough scene on <laughs> locks. Real tough scene on locks. Oh and two. Dogs. Oh and two. CVD. We got to write the ship, baby. Yeah, uh, my t- my top play has burned the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to start with Indiana. Uh, I, that that is my lock. I, I and I'm I'm just going to preface this by saying I have influence on what the five star is, but understand that my play might not end up being a five star. So don't think just because you hear this is my lock does not mean it's going to be the September five star for us. Uh, you know, we have uh, four other guys I handicap with. Sorry, By the way, know. just to point out, I know your card from last week, and a lot of those plays were not in Power Suite. A lot of the plays that you right. make personally are are not necessary. You cover the games, but you'll make a play on the on the side. Now, if you call in, you might I don't know you might you might get those plays, but uh, just a oh, little sometimes yeah. So I, and, and last last year, I think I actually gave out. On on the Power Suite podcast, I gave out our college game of the year. We I didn't know it was going to be our college game of the year at the time. It was on yeah. Notre Dame against Virginia, but you know that was my favorite play. We got it this Saturday. I I made the best argument. Can I can I make a can I make a plea? Can you please not pick a game of the year game taking place in the state of Virginia? Please, uh, for the love of Christ, that you you have no. I, I'm in the stands at Wake think- Forest begging people put in this bat i'll paypal you yeah i don't i don't think i will um all right i'm gonna start with indiana i think that uh you know you you look at indiana and they haven't been real impressive the first couple weeks i know but they did get by a pretty good illinois team in the first week in the second half of that game late connor basilak started moving the ball a little bit Last week, the first half against Idaho, they looked awful, down 10 nothing. Second half, they came out and dominated. Um, and you look at Idaho, the week before, Idaho lost by four points to Washington State, who went to Camp Randall and beat Wisconsin. So maybe that Idaho team isn't as bad as we think. And, and, and Indiana did take control of that game in the second half. Tom Allen, 12-2 and as a home favorite at, uh, the last couple of years. So you're you're getting them in in, in a role they're comfortable with and they do well in. On the flip side, Western Kentucky, what we've seen from them is uh, two games against very, very poor competition. Uh, A game against Austin P, where they had a a 61-yard edge. They were plus three in turnovers. They win 38-27. Following week, Hawaii. At Hawaii, Hawaii is absolute trash and uh indiana i mean uh, western kentucky plus 52 yard edge not spectacular plus four turnovers is why that game ended ended up being a 30 uh, a couple a couple defensive touchdowns as well which is very odd for hoppers yeah uh, hilltoppers had a pick six 17 and a nine yard touchdown drive and also a 49 yard touchdown drive so three of their touchdown drives started on Hawaii's side of the field, two of them very short, pick six. That game statistically was not a blowout. Western Kentucky 0-10 all-time against the Big Ten, 3-6 against the spread. If you've seen Division II transfer quarterback Austin Reed, he is not Bailey Zappi. Uh, this is not last year's Western Kentucky team. Also, they lost their offensive coordinator, Zach Kitley, who, who took one of their best receivers, or one of their best receivers also went to Penn State. They lost so much off last year's offense. It's not the same offense. One of their offensive linemen transferred. Uh, actually, it was their left tackle, I believe, and a right tackle. Both transferred. Um, so they lost a lot. I, I think Indiana 
it's a cheap price getting less than a touchdown. I don't think this Western Kentucky team is as good as people think they are. I'll take the Hoosiers. Um, this is mostly a tech play. Give me Ole Miss uh, at Georgia Tech. Uh, line's probably, what, 14, 14 and a half? What do you have it at, Stu? I, I had it at 14. Ram Since switching from the option, Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech is 11-24-1 against the spread, 5-14-1 against the spread at home, 3-9 and nine against the spread versus ranked foes, uh, 1-9 and nine against the spread in non-conference play. Ole Miss, 5-1 and one against the spread in non-conference play under Kiffin. I'm still waiting to see what happens at quarterback. I think it's going to be Jackson Dart. Jeff no Sims. Johnson. What's that? He ain't no Paul Johnson. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> uh, last week, Jeff Sims was eight of seventeen for a hundred yards in an interception against a okay. Charles against a Charleston. I mean, a, um, a Western Carolina defense that allowed 392 pass yards the week prior against Charleston Southern. So, can, I, can I just say something? That is Jeff Sims almost in 85% of his games in his career. Yeah, the, the weird thing, and, and the, the only thing that concerns me, is every once in a while he shows up, plays a great yep. game, Georgia Tech beats North Carolina. Georgia Tech yeah. Georgia Tech thumps Florida State in, in uh, Tallahassee. Yeah, he, he plays up guys he he's like a five star has that mentality and he plays up to his opponents well we got off me and bobcat used to be the biggest jeff sims fans but i i mean you watch him and he looks like he he's throw, he looks like uh bull durham he's throwing the ball he doesn't know where it's going okay i that that uh three and nine record against uh, against the spread against top 10 teams i i, I, don't, I don't know if that you know, uh, he has been hurt quite a bit. So, you know, uh, Tech last year he missed a few games. So maybe some of those top 10 uh, non-covers were against. As a heads up, though, there is a little bit of buyback. I, <laughs> I am seeing that some books are having this at 13 and a half. I'm giving it to you at 14, but um, there's a little buyback on uh, 13 and a half. All right. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to take Notre Dame. Uh, I know everyone in the world is jumping off the bandwagon on Notre Dame. Two two situations I love to play a team on. One, often embarrassing loss that, uh, that that is inexplainable, and the Marshall game is pretty inexplainable. But you know, Marshall is more talented than people realize. They added all these transfers. I'm sure you've heard about that. Uh, second thing is when a team loses their starting quarterback, especially one that wasn't performing all that great in the first place. Both situations cause a line swing against the favorite in this case uh, with Notre Dame. And I, I don't think it's warranted in either case. I think Notre Dame is a better team than California. Marcus Freeman is not going to start 0-3 this season. Technically, he's already 0-3. He's not going to start 0-4 and lose to Cal this week. This is going to be an A++ effort from Notre Dame. There are a lot of concerns for this team but I don't think it's going to show up this week. I think you're going to get the best Notre Dame team you can see. And maybe Drew Pine sparks them. I think the defense will play well enough. And, and Cal didn't look good last week against UNLV. They only won 20 to 14. Uh, so I'll lay, I'll lay, is it 10 and a half, I think, on Notre yeah, Dame? Yeah, I got it at 10 and a half. Yeah, I, I'll lay that all day with Notre Dame at home uh, against the Cal team, the suspect, off an embarrassing loss. Uh, I, I want your take on this one, uh, just to throw a totals play out, uh, JC. You mentioned South Carolina's defensive injuries. Mm. Cam Smith and R.J. Roderick also banged up, so their best cornerback, their best safety. Yep. George is going to score a lot of points. Arkansas lit it up on them last week. Yeah. I don't think this Georgia defense is quite like last year's to the point where they're not going to give up – touchdown in the first five freaking games or whatever they did last year. I think South Carolina will get one or two. I've got over 52. I think that's a reasonable price for this game because I think Georgia's going to get in the 40s, and you're not asking South Carolina to do much. It's an improved South Carolina offense. They put up a lot of yards last week against Arkansas. What do you think? Yeah. I think the, the defensive injuries are huge. Like the first two guys who are out, 
Like we know what they brought to the table. They're going to be NFL draft picks. But then you say like their DB right there and and corner, they're questionable too. And you have one of the receivers are questionable as well. Um, I think that's going to be this Georgia offense, best Georgia offense I think I've ever seen. Now we we don't have the sample size. Um, Aaron Murray in 2013, that offense averaged like 44, something crazy like that. I think that's what this offense is and the way they have been able to spread the ball around. Stetson Bennett looks so comfortable in that offense. He has all day to throw a lot of times, not every time. A lot of times he does. Um, you know, the you have Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington is playing crazy. I don't know if you you guys didn't watch much of that Sanford and you saw that blowout in Oregon. So I might know a little bit more just about the way that these guys are blocking on the outside, Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington. You're, you're adding a tackle into almost every play when they're pass blocking. Um, they line up Darnell Washington on the outside solo, and he's blocking corners and linebackers back in like that, like a tackle. He's six seven. He's huge frame, and he's turning. He's opening these outside runs. You add that with all the inside stuff they're able to do with Kendall Milton. He's averaging seven point five yards a carry. The receivers are playing really well. I will say, Adonai Mitchell, Ad Mitchell, Georgia's number one receiver, really as far as a threat over the top and a guy who can win jump balls right now. He is questionable for this one. Didn't practice Monday. He's in doubt for Saturday. I don't know how that big is going to play to it because of the weapons, you know, like Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey's been playing really well. I just think this this Georgia offense is way too much of a threat. I think they're much much better than Arkansas. What concerns me is Arkansas had what two fifty nine on the ground. Yeah, right. Uh, and that's two ninety five. Two ninety five. I missed my four. That's crazy, guys. All right, when you do that in SEC play, now I will say Arkansas's offensive line, we know they're crazy good. Sam Pittman always has good offensive linemen. He knows how to coach them. Georgia is just as talented on the offensive line. They're just as big. Roger Jones, all SEC is playing like. Cedric Van Pran in the middle as a center playing that well and getting in the second level, I think is so beneficial. So I, I think Georgia is going to put up over 200 yards rushing. And then what does that give you? Play action. And with the playmakers on the outside, I think they're almost – they could even be in the 50s on this, in this one, guys. I think it depends on when you take your starters out. Um, and then defensively, I know you're concerned there. So I think South Carolina has the weapons. If that receiver can come back and, and start in this game, that's questionable. You know, they had the receivers and Spencer Rattler shown that at least in a play-up, like a catch-up game, he can throw for yards like 376. I mean, SEC play, that's still a lot. It doesn't matter if it's catch-up or not. Um, the thing is, is he going to get time? Because where Georgia's strong, front seven, D-line, pass rushing. These guys, they can they can get after you. How much time is he going to have? What is Georgia going to do to throw him off? Because, you know, Spencer Rattler, not great under pressure, makes a lot of bad decisions. And Georgia usually, as far as this season, especially against Oregon, capitalizes on those mistakes. Um, so I, I really like Georgia, honestly. Now, you you mentioned the receiver that's questionable. Is that Rucker? Yeah. Because uh, Wells had a huge game last week. So, I, I mean, it, it, at the very yeah, least. They did the, the transfer from JMU. Yeah. How about that? Eight the for Dukes. 189 last week. Yeah. I would I would take out their first receiver. So could you got Keely Ringo is going to be following that guy. Yeah. And we know he's pretty he's been he's lights out, man. He's going to be so good. He's going to be a first round draft pick. And as long as it doesn't get hurt. So I think he's going to be a top out, 10 pick. He, yeah. I, I think maybe, right? It depends on how <clears throat> depends on how the other players are playing up this year, but I think he is a lock there almost in the first round. I think it's almost like um who's another Jalen Ramsey for the Rams. Almost like that guy who's going to take away your first receiver. So it's about the other guys. Wow, except the first game this year, but Jalen had a oh. tough, tough first oh, game. Okay, well, anyway, historically, that, that was just an example. But you know those guys who are historically locked down, like Richard Sherman was at one point. Um, you know, Darrell Revis was at one point. I don't mean you know he's the NFL guys, but I think if you take that first guy out, what can South Carolina do? I like I love their tight end. I think their tight end gives good matchup. I mean, that's I think you got to use him if I'm South Carolina. But how much can you do that effectively? Um, Georgia makes adjustments. I, mean, I could see him with ten points. 
So the I mean, over under, I mean, that could be the that could be an interesting play. But I think yeah. Georgia's at least forty five. Um, as far as my, I'm going to throw one more game out. I like Minnesota to cover against Colorado. They absolutely demolished Colorado last year. Colorado's a dumpster fire. Um, that minus twenty six. Yeah, Colorado in that game last year, I think had ninety one yards. Was it? Uh, yeah, it was brutal. Brandon Lewis yeah, did not have a thirty day. to nothing. They had sixty three yards. 63 yards in that game. Colorado is not doing much better this year, and Minnesota is giving up 143 yards a game so far in the first two. Um, my dog, and, you know, I, I talked to Stu about this early in the week. It's a weird play, but, man, I love it. But this is a game that if you got it early, early, you, you got it even better. I love Buffalo this week against Coastal Carolina. So l- looking at these two teams, you know, this is this is a two-touchdown line for Buffalo. They're Getting two touchdowns. Um, last week, okay, they play Holy Cross. They lose. If you didn't see it, they lost on a Hail Mary. Um, Holy Cross is a pretty good FCS team. They're, uh, they were a playoff team last year. They won an FCS playoff game. It's not a good loss for Buffalo, of course. But on the flip side, Coastal Carolina played Gardner-Webb last year, who I think is improved and I, I think uh, is a sleeper pick to win the Big South in the FCS. But it's still a 4-7 and seven team last year. Coastal Carolina got outgained by 141 yards, 495 to 354. They were plus three turnovers. Coastal gave up 448 pass yards, uh, really struggled to run the ball. They only had 46 rush yards on 37 carries. After the week before, gashing Army, um, McCall did throw for 308. But you're telling me Coastal Carolina's two touchdowns better than Buffalo? This is not last year's Coastal team. They lost all their weapons. Um, the other thing is, you know, we we track the FCS a lot. Holy Cross against Gardner-Webb. Holy Cross is an 11-point favorite on a neutral field, according to our power ratings. So Coastal got outplayed by a team that, is 11 points worse than the team that Buffalo lost to on a Hail Mary. So I'll take that two touchdowns any day. Also give me, and this is one of my Power Sweep podcast plays, um, Bowling Green uh, getting, I believe it's 16 and a half is what we had it at on the podcast. Marshall is in a big letdown spot. Off the big win against Notre Dame, coming back, and they're playing. Okay, okay. Uh, off, off a game where Eastern Kentucky was just rolling them. I mean, you think Scott Leffler's crew is good? I mean, that that's... I, I get it. I get it. Bowling Green is a team, look at them last year, they're a team that when they're the dog, they play really well. They Last year, they, they lost to Kent State by a touchdown, who won their division in the MAC. The following week, they lost to Akron by 15. Okay, here's what I will tell you. It's maxion. And that that's maxion. Okay. No, the, the laws of physics don't apply in maxion. I agree. Here's the other thing. Marshall has their Sunbelt opener next week. Their first ever Sunbelt game. That's a huge deal for them. They feel like they made a giant conference upgrade. They are not focused on Bowling Green. Bowling Green sucks. Bowling Green was only down seven and a half time to UCLA. This they're they're a scrappy team. They, they're eight and three as an underdog the last two years. They're just one of those teams when when they're in a game they're favored or they're supposed to win, they do not play well. But when they're the dog, you know, last year uh, they, they stuck around with South Alabama, lost that game by three. They actually played pretty well against Tennessee in the opener and covered that game last year. But you turn around and lose to Akron. Um, that they they hung around with Northern Illinois, outgained Northern Illinois last year, and that was one of the better teams in the MAC. I believe won the MAC, if I recall correctly. Yes. 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 Um, so yeah, they're they're just a weird team that up and down, but they're the they're a big dog this week, and Marshall's in a giant letdown spot. Bowling Green is also embarrassed after losing to Eastern Kentucky, so I I think at home. You're going to get a good effort out of them. They're going to play a lot better. And Matt McDonald hasn't thrown an interception this year, so that's a plus. So, uh, yeah, give me the uh, the Falcons, the, the fighting uh, Bowling Green Falcons to cover that one. 
All righty. On to me. A tough week. Really bad week last week. I apologize. One in five. Up to nine and 11. Just a horrible record going in here. Um, although I did hit on my game of the year. My game of the year. My first game of the year. I hit Gamecocks, Jacksonville State. Thank you. So if you listen on Saturday afternoon, you got that game. Um, we may have more games of the year coming up. I'll start off. I don't care what the number is. I don't have the number. Chris, help me if you know it. I want Virginia Tech over Wofford for everything. Uh, as of right now, we saw 36. I That's will take 36. Line. That's a soft line that you're probably not going to find until Saturday morning. Um, but as of right now, 36. I And if you, got, if you can find any place that is offering a team total under on Wofford, please, I advise you to take it. They have scored a grand total of zero points through two games, uh, two FCS games, Elon and Chattanooga. Chattanooga is real good. Chattanooga is going to be real interesting in about a week because they play Illinois. That's going to be a very interesting game. Um, Chat, uh, uh, by, by the way, for listeners don't understand why Wofford can't score, they've been a triple option team for the last, I don't know how many years, decades. Their court, their coach has been there for like five years, and he just decided this year, you know what, I'm not an option guy. I, I came here and ran it because you guys like it. I can't do this anymore. I, I can't be something I'm not. So he hired Pitt's old OC, Sean Watson, and uh, they're switching away from the option, but they don't have the pieces yet, so that's going to take time. I've never heard of in my life a coach mid-tenure switching away from the option. That's absurd. I've never heard of that. Yeah, and you're going to see what that looks like uh, when when Virginia Tech beats them by 50. So give me Virginia Tech. I don't have a line. Just bet it immediately as soon as you see it. Check Friday. Check Saturday morning. Um, I like the over in the Syracuse-Purdue game. I got an over of 60 right now. Garrett Schrader's a different cat ever since that OC from Virginia moved up to uh, lovely upstate New York. I I, I kind of believe in Aiden O'Connell. Those Iowa wide receivers are really making some plays for him. Um, I think both offenses are very capable of getting into the 30s here. And, and we've seen Syracuse games in the Carrier Dome get out of control offensively. So I'm going to play the over. I played a little bit earlier in the week, got a little bit of CLV, but I'll take over 60. Give me the Warriors of the Raritan, the the home of college football, the creators of college football. Some would say Rutgers, the Scarlet Knights laying 18 at Temple. Temple is, is AIDS. I don't want AIDS. Give me Rutgers. Minus 18. Uh, three dogs this week. I'm taking Alabama or – Excuse me, Auburn. I it that's bad. That I'm gonna get a death threat over that. Give me Auburn War Eagle plus three. Uh, I like Old Dominion plus nine and a half. This number's been bet down just a tad. I really don't understand why Virginia's favored against okay teams, and Old Dominion's an okay team. Um, I don't understand that. Add Buffalo to my card. I'm allowed to add Buffalo. I'm going to add Buffalo to my card. Chris, you talked me on to it. So three dogs this week. Um, I've got a one-star game of the month, boys. I've got a one-star game of the month. And it will be Ball State, whatever they're laying, against Murray State. Murray State, if you think Iowa's bad, Wait till you see Murray State. This is the worst offense I've ever seen in my life. They try hard, and I think you can say that about them, but that's the only redeeming quality. Ball State uh, narrowly lost at home last week to Western Michigan. I think they get right. I think they win this game easily by 30-plus. Uh, Chris, we were in, we were talking yesterday we have this game in the 30s, and I don't know if you're going to actually see 
because Ball State lost by a billy to um, Tennessee and then lose right afterwards to a Western Michigan team that's not really that good. Um, I I think you're going to get a favorable line, and I, I'm going to crush it because Murray State is AIDS. Uh, Offline like, right now is 22. We'll see what happens with it on Saturday. But if it's 22, bet your mortgage. Responsibly. It actually, we noticed it actually went from 22 and a half to 22 today. It, it dropped a half point. But it, ever, it, since, it, uh, ever since Murray State lost their quarterback, they've been terrible. Irresponsibly. Bet your mortgage. Responsible, of course. <laughs> Responsible. Don't bet uh, your mortgage. Yes. But well, Chris, what you didn't hear Chris say is bet your mortgage responsibly. Indiana, I'm going to take them as a lock minus six and a half for every single reason. And you know, I love my hilltoppers, but Chris is right. And no, we just love Bailey Zappi. We, we, we don't love the hilltoppers. Oh my God. You know, I wrote how many DMs I wrote to Bailey Zappi. Oh my God. It's, it's really absurd. Am I, he never Maybe. responded. Creepy. He never, he never responded. It hurt my feelings, but I'm still a zappy rider for life. Um, I hate to do this, and I'm gonna end this on a very sad note. Um, I'm 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 gonna take the puppy dogs from Seattle. I I don't know if there's a bigger Vegas is telling you who to bet that I've seen this year. Um. Peyton Thorne, God bless him. I love him. He's got the yips. Uh, they're going to be able to run the ball. I think the over might be a reasonable play if you want to. If you want to uh, play that, I, Akron was moving the ball way too easy on our defense uh, to start the game. Michael Penix, I'm scared of. He looks healthy. He looks right. He looks a lot better than he ever did in Indiana. I yeah, give me the Huskies. They are a lock, and I will finish that as I cry, as we transition to J.C. Shelton, leading the clubhouse right now, fourteen six and one. His locks are two and two. His dogs four one and one, including if you listened here, an easy easy outright twenty three and a half point winner with. Georgia Southern last week. Hail Southern, baby. Hail Uh, Southern. I mean, I mean, I may have in line in game that for a few shekels. I appreciate. I did myself. I I I in in line in game the money line, like half time around a little after half time. Yeah, I appreciate that, JC. That was that was a great call. What do you got for us this week? Thanks, guys. Uh, I, you know, hell Southern. That's basically why I picked them, boys. I mean, hell Southern. We in Georgia, we do it differently, and people don't know that. By the way, Georgia State it. also covered against UNC last week. Look at that. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, Georgia, Georgia State's it, pretty good too. Yeah, I mean, the fun belt is going it. to be electric this year. Let me tell you Deadly. something, guys. Let me tell you something right now. All the listeners who are not in the Southern states, like let's say Florida, Georgia, Texas. The people who don't go to Georgia, Georgia Tech, I know there are still good players at Georgia Tech, believe me. Um, they are so good. They just don't have grades, man. They just can't perform in school. They can't make the bigger programs, even with all the donors helping to fix that in these bigger schools like Georgia. Um, Kennesaw State, Georgia Southern, Georgia State. I feel like I don't know the stats on it. Chris, maybe something to talk about next week when you can look at it. But how they produce against the spread as dogs, I think if you look, we might be um, winners most of the time. It's just that those guys who are, are really good football players who just can't make it grade-wise or they have certain situations, they go to these schools, they perform, they transfer out, um, but talented. Here we go. Um, I did this – I only had – I did this in like 10 minutes, guys. I'm not – you know, I'm getting fucked right now on my schedule. So – but these, these are the, the feeling – Deep, deep down in my football bones, what I think. Um, I got two locks and a dog and a few more picks. Let's start locks here. Georgia minus 24 and a half over South Carolina. I already talked about this. Thanks for letting me jump in, Chris, so I won't bore you all with more. But I will add, it's a noon kick. So while South Carolina is a tough place to play, I hate the, the sandstorm song. 
so annoying. Reminds me of Rocky Top. Noon game for all the reasons I just said, plus the defensive players being out is going to be big here. Um, you know, Jordan, Jordan, the edge player, Strachan, Strachan, I don't know how you say the name, out. Muhammad Kaba, out. Those are big. And then you got one of their better corners, David Spalding, questionable. Cam Smith, questionable. Safety, R.J. Broderick, questionable. D. Lyman, Alex Huntley, questionable. They need these guys. Um, this offense, it's going to be crazy to see what these guys can do. Versus the SEC opponent, I'm interested to see. Um, you know, Oregon came into that season opener. J.C., just for reference, you did do five to seven minutes already on this game. I will say, I'm getting, Stu, I'm going to wrap it up right here. I know, you're pumped. Save it for UGA Football Live with Jason Shelton. Might be. All right. I appreciate you. (laughs) You're going back in deep. Let me talk to you about the two deep on South Carolina. I'm wrapping it up right now. Last thing I'll add. Oregon entered that season opener. Offensive line was their strength. Two all-pack 12 first-team selections returned. Four starters. They got tore up. They really did. So that's what I expect. South Carolina doesn't have the offensive line. Spitzer Rattler's going to be running for his life. Anyway, that's the only thing I – so Georgia's your lock. Um, other lock, Oklahoma, 11 over Nebraska. Nebraska is so bad. I know sometimes you fire a coach, you get a spark. It's not going to be here. I just think they're that bad. I like Oklahoma to cover. I think that's a lock. Um, my dog, Auburn, you know, we've already spoke about that one for, for those reasons. Give me that. As my dog, other play, Wake Forest, 16 and a half over Liberty. This is not the Malik Willis Liberty. It's not. I, I like Wake Forest, 20 I will tell you, Liberty. Liberty's kind of sneaky. That game against UAB was pretty impressive last week. Well, they they, they might have pulled a coup because they got Caden Salter from Tennessee, who, you know, w- would probably still be in Knoxville if he could have laid off the weed. But – you know that that was that was Tennessee's big recruit uh, before Heupel, uh got hired. That was their big quarterback recruit. He's a, he's a Liberty now, playing well. Got you. We'll have to. He's see not Malik it. Willis, but you know he is a talented kid. I, I what's the over? What's it? Do you, do you know the over under? I you know what I don't know. Uh, let me see if I can find that because I'm I, very I look at that. That that is one that we're going to look at at the end of the week for our totals. I I, I uh, Chris, we may have a late addition to my card. JC, continue, please. Yeah, so still taking Wake. I think it's a twenty point game. Um, don't really trust Liberty. Texas Tech, Texas Tech. What are they doing? I mean, I, I like them. What do we think about Texas Tech over NC State? Plus Zach Kit- to cover that. Zach Kitley, Zach Kitley, we were me and Chris were talking about this. Zach Kitley goes from Western Kentucky, the Bailey Zappi offense originator. He's at Texas Tech. It's back to the fun and gun. It's back Buddy's to we're gonna throw stats. it 45 times. Yeah. Uh the only problem is they, they lost Shaw. Um Show, the the transfer from Oregon. The backup comes in, throws for over 300. I looked at this game too. Uh, they're getting 10. You know, the Red Raiders, uh, they're back to their old tricks. I think they cover 10. I think it's a seven-point game at most. They could even win. You know, who knows? With that, with that air raid, anything can happen. We know that in college football. 10 to cover, Texas Tech. Um, so, I guess that's my dog, too. Yeah. Like I said, it did this in 10 minutes. Michigan State, green, white. Go green, go white. Sorry to do this to you, Stu. Moneyline over Washington. I love it. I love it. I hope you're fighting so Mel right. Tuckers. I am not going against the fighting Mel Tuckers. I'm pretty sure yes. that 100%. when I do, when I do take them, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you're life. taking Michigan State. I I really am thankful. He has got players there. Okay, he just does. Washington doesn't get those players. Mel Tucker does because he's from the South. He knows what he's doing down here, recruiting them boys. Uh, Georgia transfer Amir Speed. Love him. Got the size, length. You go. You don't see like corners like that if you're Washington on a regular basis. I think that's that's a good play for me. Do you I'm want this as a dog play, or are you just keeping it standalone? Yeah, why not? Give me a dog play on that too. Thank you, Stu. Good, good addition there. Um, and then we already talked about this one. A and M. I think it's a seven point game there, uh, so they cover versus Miami. And them's the picks. 
I, I am 60, so 63 and a half is the total in Wake Forest game. Add that to my card. Wake Ooh, Liberty take... over 63. Over 63. I really don't mess with over unders. I feel like I fucked those up so many times. You, you gotta you gotta have the right teams. Wake is one of the very few teams that will never let you down. Their whole their defense is horrific. And their offense is great. And the way that uh, uh, Hartman came back and didn't miss a beat last week, I think I thought that was a game I stayed away from the total just because I was worried he was going to come back slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's back to his old tricks. A.T. Perry <clears throat> still out there. They're gonna they're gonna put up some points. I can't a top twenty that, team. They're Chris, play, right? Yeah, that. That Wake Forest Army game later this year, what's the total on that? 80? I mean, if it's anything like it's, last year, maybe. Uh, that, that remember, that was, was a 72 to 55 game. Yeah, that, that game was insane last year. Yeah, they put up a basketball score. So, all right. Play those are the, the picks. Year. Folks, game of the month, one star game of the month for me, Ball State. Uh, whatever, whatever it is against Murray State. We don't care over here at the Stucast. Game of the month, one star. You want a five-star pick, go check out the boys over at North Coast Sports. And if you don't want anything to do with that and you just want to follow the number one team in the country, UGA Football Live, that's your stop. JC Shelton, CVD, thank you. We'll see you next week. Bobcat, get better. Stop eating bad cheap mexican food that's just a helpful hint we will see you next week here on the stewcast